Hi, everybody. Quick editor's note. We recorded this podcast in simpler times before anyone knew what COVID-19 even was. So yes, we were all in the same room and no, we didn't get sick from the social interaction. And unfortunately, we won't mention COVID-19 in this episode. Stay tuned for future episodes that will cover cycling and coronavirus. That being said, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Listening to another edition of the Jisco Bike Podcast 2.0. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. If you're listening, if you've tuned in, this is probably on your feed and you've probably missed us uh, for the past couple months. Um, and we've decided so many people had come up to us and said, it's time to start the podcast again. When are we going to hear you talk about bicycling in Iowa uh, that we thought it was time? Um, so we've gotten together and talked about this and figured out kind of a new strategy, new set of characters, uh, but bringing in um, uh, some of the, the past voices that you've heard on the Jisco Bike podcast. And uh, let's introduce those folks and, and see if we can kind of go around the room and talk about what we're up to. To my right. Hi, this is Andrea and this is Parrot Talk. I'm back. I'm going to answer all your questions. I can't wait to be a part of the cycling community and talk to you all again. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Kathy Murphy, a.k.a. Murph. And I am also back to tell you all kinds of great tales, experiences people have on bicycles. Super excited to be back. And this is Ann Laurie, uh, new to the RAGBRAG community. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be a part of the conversation. And Dieter and I, who you'll meet in a second, will be doing some live shows for you. This is Dieter Drake, and I'm the new guy, right? I'm the new guy. Uh, I am the ride director for RAGBRAG. Hey, I'm uh, Kyle Munson, longtime former journalist at the Register. Uh, still ride RAGBRAI, love bicycling. Uh, I'll talk about my new bike at some point in this conversation, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I'm back to uh, as a, I guess, an OG Jisco biker and, and happy to, to rejoin and tell a few more stories. And I'm Brian Powers. I'm a photographer at the Des Moines Register currently. And uh, part of the original crew, uh, happy to be back behind the mics with everybody and happy to fill everybody in and talk about bikes in Iowa once again. Well, thanks, everybody, for showing up to this little Jesco bike party. Uh, I think we should um, point out that, you know, since you are the surviving Jesco bike member, we designated survivor, (laughs) the designated survivor. We are in a, a secret room, secret location, secret city, town, state. With body armor. Body armor yeah, is on our case. on our survivor. So yeah, we're, so is it don't made even of spandex or no <laughs> <laughs> special order. Yeah, he is wearing a bicycle helmet as well. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that we were talking about when we we discussed rebooting the podcast is how could we make things a little bit differently, um, and we've kind of been inspired by some of the other podcast channels out there would that be the right way to say that um you know i'm thinking things like uh, mountain bike radio or um, 
uh, some of Kevin Smith's channels or Pod Save America all has different shows that show up uh, from time to time on the same channel. And, and we thought that was an interesting idea because we have a lot of different voices in the room that can do some different sort of shows, but maybe on a shorter format, uh, maybe not. Uh, you know, it's podcasting. They can do what we darn well please. So what do you guys think of that concept? Does that sound fun? I think that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. I think this is this is going to be a lot of fun going forward. Yeah, I think we all have a lot to bring to the table, and it'd be fun to break it all up so that we don't have a three-hour podcast every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it fits modern streaming. When I, like you say, a channel, not just like a formatted show, but a channel where you can have all these different voices and, and uh, the, the pop-up in the feed when it's appropriate. So I love that. And that way we'll be able to bring, hopefully, all the listeners – new content nearly weekly, but that varies. You get to hear different voices. There's different textures. You get to see the bike world from a lot of different points of view right. um, on a really regular basis. So I, I think it'll be a, a really exciting way to, to explore cycling. So then I don't have to hear things like, you know, Mark, you haven't done an interview in a couple of weeks or mm-hmm. a couple of months, <laughs> or maybe most of the year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, not like I was accusing you of anything. <laughs> so, I think it's kind of true to the uh, random spirit of a ride like Regbri or a big bicycle ride too, right? It's you kind of dive in and you never quite know which story or stream you're going to join that hour or that day. And so, I like the kind of the spice of this approach too. Cool. Should we dive dive into the shows that everyone's going to be doing and kind of talk about? what you guys listeners can expect to hear from us coming up. All right. I'll go first since my show will be fairly familiar to you all. Um, I will be answering your questions about cyclists and this is parrot talk. This is Andrea. And um, you know, I just was really excited to have the chance to come back and be a part of the cycling community and um, talk to you all. Um, I just love Ragbri. I love cycling. I love riding in Iowa and what we have here is a really special thing. So whether you have cycled in Iowa for a long time or you're new to cycling and you're just getting started, I'm happy to talk to you about um, whatever it is that you want to hear about. Um, So you can ask me questions by tweeting me at Parrot Talk, P-A-R-R-O-T-T-A-L-K on Twitter. Or you can email us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. That email still works. Uh, We do also have a Just Go Bike Twitter account. But if you want me to see it, tweet my personal account or email. Um, So, yeah, in the previous iteration of this podcast, I answered all sorts of questions from um, should I wear underwear under bike shorts or how do I? um, Should you? Should you? Well, you know, maybe you should ask me that for a future episode. But uh, between you and me, I will say no. Absolutely not. Do not. Don't. Um, But that'll in that side of the coin, make sure that you wear um, new enough bike shorts that you're <laughs> modest. <laughs> new enough. Yeah. Um, you know, or questions about what you should pack for a big long ride or, um, you know, what SPF of sunscreen you should wear. You name it, you ask me, let me know. Okay. Well, now we've got AKA Murph here. And I'm sure everyone remembers uh, I used to do some of the interviews on Just Go Bike uh, and called it Murphology. Uh, Well, I left the Iowa Bike Coalition, which hardcore listeners know that because we broke up. We we didn't. Mark, we haven't broken up. We just don't see each other as much as we. (laughs) 
that just rolls off your tongue. Yeah, have you said that? We're, like we're able to move yeah. along, and you know, we're still friends, though, right? Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, it was announced on Just Go Bike that I was leaving, and so what I did is I uh, turned the podcast, my portion, into my own podcast. So um, if you are a hardcore podcast listener, you can go over to Morphology Podcast and hear a little bit about. Uh, it's mostly about bicycle touring, um, but you know that connects back to Ragbri. So I'm glad to be back, and I'll probably be doing a little bit of the same that I did before, where I reach out to uh, people who have been part of Ragbri in some way or another, um, I feel confident that everybody has a story. So we find somebody who's ever ridden their bike. Somehow you can figure out their story, whether it's a great story, a sad story, a comeback story. There's always a story. So that's why I'm here. Uh, well, yeah. let, let, let's hear from, let's hear from the friendly new people. Let's, yeah. Let's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to be here. And this is Dieter. We're, we're here to talk about what's what are the current events related to Ragbra. I just got done touring the state the last couple of days, for example, meeting with all the overnight towns. And uh, so I think our perspective is what's going on with Ragbra in 2020 and going forward, and some thoughts we have in terms of uh, making it a lot more fun. It's been it's been a it's been a lot of fun. This thing, obviously, for for a lot of people, especially in this room. But I think there's. There's a, there's lots of energy in the towns that I've and the people that I've met in the last couple three days and and through this whole process and I think Ann could probably say the same thing that the enthusiasm and energy that we have with Ragbri now we've had a chance to put some new, so a fresh set of eyes and to uh, take a dip maybe a slightly different approach and perspective to this greatest American bike ride I mean it, it is that for us and uh, it's it's become a real passion for me. And certainly everybody on our team. So those are the things that we're really going to talk about, I think. Right? Yeah. And I think we're going to do it from a live approach. So we'll come to you guys live from different locations, giving you updates around what's going on, the planning process. So while Deer's out gallivanting around, uh, I'm holding gallivanting. It, gallivanting around, I'm <laughs> holding it down, holding it down in the office. So I don't, I don't get out as much, but uh, a lot going on in the office too. So uh, happy to update you on everything that's happening. That's going to be a lot of yeah. fun. And I think at this point when, you know, we're recording today. The route's already been announced, but I'm going to guess when you two get behind the mic on live shows, that maybe a little secret or two might pop out. So I'm terrible I think with secrets. I, listeners, <laughs> I'm yeah. terrible with them. Yeah. I haven't known D year long, but yeah, I bet something will oh, pop out. Okay. That's, he's ter- he's hey, that's excited. good to know you guys. We he gets too excited. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. Yeah. Don't kick him under the table again. Oh, I mean, no, I can't. Yeah. Already hurt. I know. Stop. I know. No, so we didn't really introduce Dieter, but I will do a shameless plug towards Murph's podcast because you were interviewed on Murph. I was. Yes. So great 45 minutes or so. Yeah. If you yeah. want to hear more, uh, let's zip over to Murphology and Absolutely. check yeah. out that uh, that episode. Yeah, it's it's uh, trending to be one of the highest listened to podcasts no, no right. after uh, a guy who is on Ragbrain calls himself the Hacky Jedi. So uh, <laughs> you're getting close to uh, beating the Hacky Jedi oh on this tough competition. Though. <laughs> so many characters with Ragbrain. Right? It's great. Uh, Kyle, you probably led the two most listened episodes. Oh, for sure. Of- of the original Just Go, Just Bike, Go Bike podcast, well, Bike Snob. Well, by, that's right, Bike Snob New York City. And Ultra Romance. And Ultra, yeah, <laughs> an Instagram, <laughs> a social media influencer on a bike with like a, a large beard. Yeah, yeah. Ultra Romance. I, I still, I haven't checked in on him in a while. I'm, I assume he's still reaping in the sponsorship money. But um, 
Yeah. Well, I started the first interview I ever did, I think, was John Karras. So and that was I think that was episode one. That was the first one. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to start with a, a bike podcast that has anything to do with Ragbri, why not? You know, go to go to John, go to the source. Uh, yeah, I'm just interested to come back and, and tell some bicycling stories. And you know, I'll just I'll check with Morphology, make sure she's not <laughs> not doing a, an interview. And I'm happy to fill in the cracks. But um, with you know some of the biking culture out there, or some wild characters that are uh, around the country and, and on bikes, or going back to one of my former colleagues and, and predecessors, Chuck Iowa Boy Offenberg, or somebody like that. I've, I've never sat down with him. For one of these interviews and, and that would be a lot oh, of fun yeah um this year i'll be riding again on ragbri with team groucho out of southwest iowa and team no pie refused yeah this uh, liberty right. team yeah, yeah well yeah you know just some some good fellow journalists and it's it's been a lot of fun to see ragbri through their eyes in the last couple of years and, and mm-hmm. how they approach it so i could spend a little time with them um yeah i'm i'm open to i'm open to suggestions so you can you can tweet at me too at kyle months Cool. So you're actually looking for app mentions. No, well, no, I'm not, no, no, that's not a shameless plug. Give your, give your app mentions to Paratalk. So. <laughs> yeah, let me have them. Uh, so Be Pow Wow. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. That's a new one. I like that. Be well, it's a Jeremy Powers, you know, J-Pow. Oh, yeah, so Be Pow. Um, <laughs> what's your thoughts? Because you've done some really cool... I mean, like your your bird podcast was as close as we got to an NPR style pod because it was like edited and mixed and, and different viewpoints and and you stood on the frozen road to go do it. That was that was kind of amazing. well. There were people biking on that road, sure. which was way harder than me trying to stand on it with a microphone. But um, hopefully, uh, I'll be doing more of that again. And so, going out to events, talking to interesting people, but seeing them living their lives, hearing them living their lives and hearing how cycling has impacted them, how it impacts their daily life and how it makes them a better person. Um, so basically just hearing that, getting the, the sounds, the textures from some of their life, their life stories. So cool. Cool. If you know of interesting events, cool stuff happening in and around Iowa, Des Moines, um, anywhere like that, uh, that's the kind of stuff that I want to be at and hear and see and be able to, to tell that story awesome you could record yourself on a gravel race or something like you know <laughs> and i'm going up the last hill <laughs> now, now were you close enough to ben Kiefer on right bright at here his podcast because yeah, yeah he yeah. was actually doing that going he up was. Hills going yes i'm sucking and we're, and we're listening to the podcast going i don't know ben because Wait, you're saying he was recording it. while he was pedaling? Yes. Was he, was he interviewing people? I, he did on occasion. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was a great podcast. Uh, I don't know how he did Bike the marathon. shorts. Bike shorts. Yeah, yeah because going, yeah. he recorded like three, four hours a day. And then at midnight would ship it over to the editors. They'd have oh it up. God. That was the key. In the <laughs> yeah. morning. I'm like, oh, man, Ben, hats off to you, but I'm not going that far. <laughs> yeah, having the people back at IPR be able to, to edit, put together a piece. True, true. Interns at midnight. That's oh, the, <laughs> way to go. Do you have to pay them extra for that, I wonder? It's a tough start to the industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I think you could probably expect a little less of polished approach to this podcast, but we will do our best. We promise that. <laughs> uh, I didn't get to go yet. I still have stuff to say. Uh, I think that was one of the things that I said, at least uh, when everything started to, to 
move around, uh, change, if you will, uh, that I did want to keep the podcast going because I, I still have stuff to say. Um, we were working hard in the legislature for Iowa bicyclists. I think Iowa bicycling as a story is a greater universe of things. There's a lot going on that's not just rag uh, There's There's uh, 51 other weeks of the year uh, that have amazing things going on. Um, so I still want to continue to tell those stories. Of course, right now I'm swamped. I spent the entire week at the legislature um, working on 12 different bills right now. We'll go into that later. But uh, um, there's a lot going on. And, and uh, so from that, that policy angle, I think I still have some monologue stuff, some interview stuff, and some stories that, that we can still tell from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition's perspective. And gosh darn it, it's in my strategic plan, so I have to keep doing it. <laughs> but I want my evaluation to look better every year. So, well, and for people wondering what's going on at the state house that could possibly affect their daily lives, oh, yeah. you know exactly what that's going to be and what they need to be paying yes. attention to, contacting your legislators about different things moving to the state house that that cyclists especially need to be paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. I spent more time talking about e-bikes this week than I have any other time in my life. Although I'm gonna, I have to admit, that I own an e-bike. I just happened last mm-hmm. week. Show uh, us. So, yeah. oh man, it's it's wicked fast. Wicked fast. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's only wicked fast for about twenty miles, and then the battery's gone. So you know, you trade off. Cool. So you're not the only one with a new bike, Kyle. You want to spill the beans on your new baby? Oh, well, this, yeah. So, it, and this might be a question for Parrot Talk, too. So, last year I was having a conversation, yeah, towards the end of last year, I was having a conversation with some colleagues, and they said they were talking about how they were selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Now, I've been on Facebook since like the minute it was available to, you know, the non campus public, right? I'd never opened the Marketplace tab. I'm like, what is this Facebook market? What is this strange thing you're talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I've posted a million things there. So that weekend, it inspired me to open up the tab and look, oh, hey, maybe there's maybe there's something on here I'd I'd like. Maybe there's a bike. All of a sudden in my feed, there's this beautiful looking 1983 steel frame bike in Ankeny for 50 bucks. And I'm like, I've been wanting another bike so uh, anyway long story short it's a nice family i go there i get it for like 40 dollars. it was a commuter bike in seattle for this guy before they moved to ankeny a couple years ago it's not like an elite bicycle by any means but it's in really nice shape uh shogun a japanese made shogun model steel frame bike um what 32 inch tires on it and so what I started color? riding, huh? What color is it? Red. It's red. Red. Oh, even better. So it's like when you see me go by, it's just like a blur, like a red blur. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, it was beautiful. It has the has the I don't even have all the proper terminology, but it has just the friction shifters on the end of the handlebars, you know, which actually I kind of like. So anyway, that's been my latest passion. But should I take that on Ragbri and risk riding it in the rain? Parrot talk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have, <laughs> a, I have a similar bike, and I've debated the same thing, and wish I had done it. So okay. it's steel, right? It's steel. Yeah, steel is real. Yep. So I even took it into the shop over the holidays just to get a little better uh, gear ratio on the bottom end, so I can make it up, <laughs> make it up the hills if I do choose to use it. So that's my new bike. I don't know. Uh, new to me, but I've been having a lot of fun with it. I mean, what is Ragbri if you don't suffer a little bit? I think you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> the 
if we were yeah if we were rolling into like extreme the northeast corner of Iowa I probably wouldn't dare because I've already expired on those hills with a much lighter bike. But, hmm. Well, Murph rides a steel bike every year. So. Yes, I have a couple steel bikes. Wow. I, I have a Gunner pink, so it would complement your red pretty well. <laughs> yeah, and friction shifters. So yeah, and I load it with about eighty pounds of junk that I probably don't need, but. <laughs> Uh, it's called self-contained. I ride my bike all the way across Iowa. Do you have fingernail clippers? I don't, but I bet you one of my cohorts who bikes with me does. Because that's my sign. If you carry fingernail clippers, you have too much stuff. I mean, that's, oh, good. All right. That's so good. the line yeah. right there. <laughs> but I do carry a lot of stuff when I get home that's still fresh, clean, never, I forgot it was even in there. So I do need to make some adjustments. Well, and you do something every year that I'm completely fascinated with, the, the ride out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not a official ride of any sort, but we call it the bag out. And so I live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So it's usually around 15 people. We will, uh, meet at a local restaurant slash bar at like noon and then have a couple drinks, eat lunch. We won't even leave until like two 30 or three. And then we will literally ride our bikes to the start of ride, ride. So it may take us two, three, four or five days, but we, there's always some guy actually, um, I, I don't have to say his name, but he, uh, works nights. So he, wherever he's, wherever he's at on work, he will, uh, look through all the maps and figure out the best routes and where convenience stores are and, you know, avoid gravel. Cause when you have a bike that's over a hundred pounds, gravel's not very fun. So, but yeah, it's a great, great time. And then once I hit Ragbri, I just turn around and go with the flow. So cool. Yeah. It's fun. So you're bike packing the whole way up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's an adventure right there. It is really. Yeah. And, um, I think Mark turned me on at some point to find a laundromat at some point. And it was, it was such, it was the best idea ever, Mark, because I could take half the clothing and think about how much clothing weighs when you start stacking it up. So, yeah. So we all stop at a laundromat and look like, you know, homeless people that are you know, <laughs> with spandex everywhere. But anyway, it's a great time. Clipping your nails by the laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> I She's guess. <laughs> So, you know, the other enjoyment that we get to do with this uh, whole thing is uh, Dieter's new culture that we get immersed in because there's things like kaibos that they don't explain to anybody else. And so it's it's kind of like you're running the event and you're a first timer at the same time. So that's going to be kind of fun. Have you learned anything new this week? Anything surprising that jumped out? I learned what Kaibo, Kaibo means Kaibo. and what it represents, right? Yes. It's actually an acronym, as you mentioned. Yes, there Probably is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, you don't, maybe I shouldn't mention that on air, but there is actually a definition for the word Kaibo. Yeah. I learned from somebody. I might have been in Animosa this, year, this week when I was there. Animosa taught you yeah, that? Animosa okay. knows about Kaibos. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, cool. Because there's a million little Ragbury-isms that we will... We'll guide you through as, as we get through this. So right. that'll be cool. You're right. here for me. Is that what you're saying? You're here for me? <laughs> we're, we're here. We may mock you from time to time for not knowing, <laughs> you know, rookie things like that, you know. But, uh, yeah. And we uh, are doing a group hug right now. If you're <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to feel what we're doing? <laughs> All right. What else do we want to talk about? Anything else making people happy this week? 
Okay, one person pointed at me and one person touched me. So <laughs> what do you think it's I'm just happy to be here. I'm, this is the highlight of my week. Um, a lot of stuff has happened to me over the last couple of months and I never uh, counted on being able to come back to the podcast. So it means a lot to me. Um, Ragbri has been a part of my life for such a long time that um, I knew I had to try to make it right with Ragbri and try to move forward with them in some way. So I'm just pumped. Um, I'm ready to go cycling. It's like seven degrees outside. I can't wait to get on my bike. Uh, truth be told, I just put my trainer out in my living room. Um, so I'm going to give that a shot and yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Cool. Yeah. It's not really a new news item, but I'm just, I'm just so grateful to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I just want to jump in and say, what is Ragbri if it's not embracing your community? So we're happy to have you. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Cool. And I have to, yeah, you get like you and Brian, who I know he bikes in his basement all the time. You guys are so responsible. I felt today it's horribly cold as we record this, but for the most part, it's been an amazing winter. Like I was able to bike outdoors on Christmas day, New Year's day and Super Bowl Sunday, which never has happened to me in Iowa before in my life. Uh, I mean, I I probably could have done it with the right fat tire bike and and just not caring about the cold, but as a wimp, it worked out really well this year with like 50 degrees. So. Yeah. Pretty soon you'll be right next to Steve Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand miles to know. Yeah, it's right. It does remind you of last year we did the 100th episode bike ride um, oh, last yeah. January, and it oh, was right. uh, quite the oh, chilly right. experience. Iowa City, that's yeah. right. And icy. Yeah. yeah. I, I only went a number of miles, but. I, I do recall that. Let's, hey, Mark, you're from here. Why don't you plan this? 20, 25 mile ride, and then we can get back in, and and it ended up being like three, yeah, three miles yeah. at night. That's good enough. At night, yeah, <laughs> three slippery miles. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Guys, we're done. I do think we should do some rides as the Jessica Bike Podcast now that we've restarted, but I maybe not that extreme. Fair enough. Yeah, something, Fair enough. something to think about. It was a pretty solid showing for that, though. I mean, we had yeah a few people come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some and a lot of. Uh, just go bike alumni that had been on the show and, oh, and that's right. come out because yeah. like Mott and Pumpkin were there ready to go and yeah mm-hmm. that was uh, that was a lot of fun and there was I forget our musical talent that night but that 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 uh, solo singer songwriter I forget I, I Mike. It, Mike uh, anyway he sold these he sold these stocking hats that had the name of one of his songs on it called I like to pee outside right. <laughs> and it was like a blaze orange stock. well I mentioned this because my son that's his favorite stocking hat and he still wears it <laughs> and you know like a high school kid he like all his friends laugh and so uh, he still wears that socket anyway <laughs> the 100th episode recording lives so yeah. <laughs> cool I was um, Dieter. Your wasn't your last ride like in the Southern Hemisphere, or it was that yeah, was a I much different climate, right? I specialize in riding in Southern Chile once a year. Yeah, so yes, that was my last ride. Honestly. How was it? I, I was just I hadn't heard like we just, talked about it on the Morphology podcast. Yes, oh, okay, I got to go back and listen. Fun. Yeah, yeah, so right. back and listen to that. But it it was a lot of fun, uh, and it was much warmer than it is today. <laughs> and no yeah. kaibos along the road. No kaibos in Southern Chile. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out and riding with everybody here. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah really excited about that. But let's just wait till it's a little bit warmer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Easy to make promises when you're indoors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's taking any notes here. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, do you want to go into a little bit? I'm sure you're tired of talking about your background and reintroducing yourself a million times over. Do you want to talk about your riding background and kind sure. of how you got into cycling? And because I know you had a lot of experience racing. 
Right. Yeah. Um, before that though, I was, I was a, a runner. So I kind of grew up as a runner track and cross country guy way, way back. And we're talking way, way back, Andrea. I mean, we're talking <laughs> and, uh, I ended up buying a bike back about uh, 2000, well, year 2000, 1999 or so. We, I just, just by chance, we, we ended up living in the, in the process of, uh, taking different jobs after I got out of school I, we lived briefly in Trexlertown, Pennsylvania, which is the home of the Valley Preferred Cycling Center. Now it's it's called, but it's a it's a velodrome, and we used to watch on Friday nights with other two two thousand or so other spectators watching Olympic athletes racing around the track, um, including Marty Nothstein, who lived nearby. So that kind of gave me the bug and the idea that it, oh, cycling sounds like a cool, fun sport, and I'd never done it before. I thought about doing it, but I never never did it. And then just by chance, we ended up moving to Greenville, South Carolina, which was another, is still another cycling Mecca. So I started, right. So I started racing at about uh, year 2000 or 1999 and, uh, and raced through the 2000s. We ended, up, we ended up moving back up to upstate New York where I'm from, my wife's from, and we raced, I raced bicycles through the 2000s up there and, and did pretty well. And then about halfway through that process, I decided I want to start organizing events. So, um, it uh, kind of went from there. I got, again, I was in, in a great spot to put on a bike race at that time called the Tour of the Bat and Kill back in a little town called Cambridge, New York, and ended up growing pretty big. And I, you know, felt that I'd gotten pretty good at organizing that thing. And, and uh, that developed into a whole kind of a production in terms of putting on cycling events all over the country. And then uh, ended up uh, deciding that we wanted to produce cycling tours as well. So we ended up um, having that opportunity to kind of take it on the road, as it were, and, and on the road ended up being via airplane, via maybe boat to southern Chile, <laughs> producing and tours down that way. And we do that once or twice a year. And it's just, a, it's, again, we're very fortunate to be able to do that. And we've developed some friends uh, down there now that uh, help us out with that now. So now that RAGBRAI has kind of taken over my life <laughs> and uh, I've kind of put put that kind of on the side a little bit uh, for the most part. But um uh, RAGBRAI is just this passion that, that I've developed now that everybody here, obviously here in this room is, has that and has it, has had it for much longer than I have. Um, but I'm just happy to be able to share that experience that I have at least, and maybe bring some, some new features and new, new elements that hopefully make RAGBRAI a little bit better. But as I've described it and, and gets tired of me talking about it, but I, 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 no, not yet. <laughs> I envision RAGBRAI as the, uh, you, you, everybody's seen the opening scene of, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the giant stones going down the tunnel, right? I envision Ragbri as that, and we can't do we can't I'm do. Be looking behind my back. Yeah, keep going, Kyle. <laughs> keep going. Keep running. Um, but the idea there is that it's it's this giant thing that really we can't affect too much. It's going to go in that direction, whether we like it or not, whether I'm here or not, or anybody here really. Ragbri has that kind of kind of momentum that uh, that we really can't touch in terms of the direction that it's going. We can nudge it right or left a little bit. We can maybe push it down that hill, but um, it's going that way, whether we like it or not, just because there's so many people that are behind it. So including everybody in this room. So I really thank you and everybody in Iowa for being a part of it for so long and giving me this, me this opportunity to be a part of it as well. So who then is Indiana Jones? That's that's you, right? That's you. Run. <laughs> you have to run ahead so you can get a photo. Just stay away from the Indians at the end of the oh yeah, the natives at the end of the tunnel there. Can I dismount yeah. from running? <laughs> yeah, it's a power slide. Right. Like power first slide. base. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Or whatever base you slide into. <laughs> 
Yeah. So thank you all. And this is great. I'm going to, I'm really looking forward to this and spending time with everybody here and maybe getting out for a beer and a bike ride every once in a while. And we'll be announcing when the live shows are going to be on. So everybody be able to tune into those. They'll be live uh, on YouTube and you'll be able to jump in, um, ask questions, watch and see everything from there. And then the audio from those will be posted here on the Jessica bike podcast. So it'll be one of the rotating shows that you can check out. And we should have some sort of party or meet and greet uh, the week of Rag Bride, too. That'd be a lot of like a Just Go Bike meetup or, or something. Along those lines. That's a great idea. Just to throw it out here and just to, I guess, commit us all without, without airing it with anybody telling us. Sorry. Just an idea. I like it. The last one we did in Des Moines was over in the East Village at Peace Tree. All right. We rode around. Yes, that's right. Waterworks. Also cold that night, if I remember right. Yeah, we got to break out of that. We really got to stop <laughs> yeah, doing that. Right. Warm weather bicycle. What's right. it? Yeah. yeah. It's, do they have that here in Iowa? I guess I've heard stories about it. Right, right. When it, yeah. right. 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 When it gets warm, it really gets warm. Yeah. Yeah. It goes from 30 to 110 in humid, back down to 30. Right. Yeah. And we didn't get your story. Oh. You're the, you want you're the glue that's been holding <laughs> this darn thing together. So That's for sure. Yeah, I don't want to miss out on, on, on hearing what you got going, too. Yeah. Uh, I uh, was born and raised in Iowa. actually grew up in Beaverdale. Went, I graduated from Hoover High School. Uh, went to University of Iowa for a couple years and then moved to Chicago and lived in Chicago for about 10 years before I decided to move back and been with the register ever since I moved back. Um yeah, and uh, worked pretty closely with AP and, and that team when uh, when I was uh, when all of, all of that was happening, and yeah, just jumped in. Um, I got a phone call, and they said, "I don't know what we need you to do, but we need you to do something. <laughs> we don't know what we're asking you, but will you do it?" And I said, "Absolutely." And so ever since then, I've been had had a great opportunity to uh, really kind of jump in and meet Ragbri Nation and see meet everyone that's been involved. And it's been a really fun, eye-opening experience. And um, yeah, had a lot of fun doing it. So You were the right person at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think yeah. we should uh, point out, you know, there's only three women in this room. So yeah. we, you know, kind of the girl power thought. Yeah. And then to plug uh, Iowa Bikes, I'm sorry, to plug Iowa Bicycle Coalition, they do a female-specific bike ride every year that uh, doubles as a fundraiser, and AP and I have made it to everyone. We were actually part of it, and so here on the Just Go Bike podcast, we want to formally invite you to ride your bike in May. Yes, I will, but I've got to go get my bike. We should do an episode on Let's Take the End of the Bike Shop. Yeah, Yeah. so just, uh, this is like airing dirty laundry, um, because because it has not gone over well in some, but, but, but yes, and needs a bike. Um, and so, yeah, I'd love, I'd love, yeah. Well, I, I have one you could ride if you, do, if it doesn't yeah, happen yeah. before then, yeah. I know you got a lot to do. So yeah, I have a no, couple that's awesome. extra pink bikes. You could yeah, ride. absolutely. <laughs> that seems like the perfect thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll come shop it over there. Yeah. yeah. That so there great. you heard it there. We'll have a just go bike, uh, maybe a live podcast because I'm assuming most of us will be there May 16th for Pigtails. And you and registration is open. Is that correct, Mark? Registration's open. Uh, Pigtails, Bacon, Big Rove is still happening. Everything's going to be so fun. All those rides are great. Yay. Check them out. Yeah. Good. That's great. Is Pigtails on the Trestle Trail or uh, what's the... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah there's uh, typically a photographer at the High Trestle Bridge, which is an icon. I mean, it's its own... Yeah. 
entity that people who haven't seen it need to see it. And if you've already seen it, it's a great place to go back to. It's a great ride for someone like Anne who hasn't done necessarily as much cycling as people who rag ride veterans have done because it's flat and it's really, people are really supportive on the ride and it's just a ton of fun and it's a reasonable distance. Mm -hmm. So it's a great like way to get your feet wet and that I would recommend that on Paratalk as one of your first rides. <laughs> sold. <laughs> Separate bike. Well, yeah, partially sold. Yeah, partially yeah. sold. Definitely need the bike. Yeah, yeah. Definitely need the bike, and hopefully the weather will be nice and cooperative this year. Yeah, we've had a little bit of rain in the past, but I think you guys figured out you could outdrink any thunderstorm. <laughs> it did not dampen our skills, <laughs> our spirits, our spirits. Thank yes. you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tell you, I, I've lived in a couple places around the country. I mentioned some of those before. Iowa's got their act together when it comes to putting on bike rides. And rag yeah. is part of it, obviously. But man, there's some great infrastructure around the states. Even the towns that I visited this last couple, these got last couple of days, they all have bike trails. They're all brand new. They all knew what Mark was doing on a daily basis in terms of putting together the infrastructure and the backbone around this cycling community around the state. So you, we're very, very fortunate to to be where we are and and. Uh, be a part of this great movement that's happened in Iowa. Most states don't have this. You should probably wear that. It's this is really great what Iowa has going on. So uh, and again, that's that's in part to a lot of people right, sitting right here. Honestly, it's it's uh, it's a very unique thing. I talk to people all over the place about cycling, and yeah, they they even Colorado where I am right now, and my family still. Yeah, I don't think they have the culture that Iowa has. In fact, I know they don't. Everybody's into rag ride. They're into bicycling. They're into making the communities better and more cycling friendly. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a tight-knit community. As Anne can attest, I, you know, people talk. And so I knew who she was meeting with oftentimes before she did. Um, <laughs> it so, was really eerie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how'd that meeting go? And she's like, how do you how know you about know? this? And, My yeah. favorite was, I am going to meet with him. You're like, I know, 1.30. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, that's what they pay me to do. Yeah. Be on top of things. No, it's good. It's great. Well, and I think largely because of RAGRAI, RAGRAI has been such an institution here. People, even if you're not riding it, know what it is. And you're familiar with bikes on the road, in and around the roads. So even the drivers kind of have, a, I feel like, have a little bit more respect for cyclists here. You know, my parents are still in the suburbs of Chicago. And when we go back home and try to ride there, you would imagine the suburb of Chicago has a pretty big infrastructure. And it's just piecemeal trails that kind of start and stop every few miles. And then you have to connect them by roads. and the drivers are just not as receptive to having a cyclist on the road next to them. Right. Largely, there's a lot more traffic as well, but they're just not, they don't give you the room. They don't give you the distance. And because of what you're doing, Mark, up at the Capitol, I think there's a big fight for um, change lanes to pass and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think people are a lot more receptive to it here, largely because Ragrai has been around for 30 yeah, years. Just from my perspective, years. being here, I did, I've been on the job for about eight weeks now. And there's, and I talked to everybody, you know, anybody that wants to talk about Ragrai, I have to talk about Ragbri. But I'll just approach people every once in a while. Do you know about Ragbri? And obviously, everybody knows about Ragbri here. There's never been. No, I don't know what that is in, in the state of Iowa. So everybody knows about Ragbri. So they're they're all aware of um, that event. Obviously, and some some have rattled off some of the other events that you just mentioned, Mark, mm -hmm. Bakun Ride and Big Tails. There's there's an awareness here that doesn't exist in most places. So I think that's a tribute to uh, just the history of cycling and bicycling here in, in Iowa. Yeah. I mean, that tracks with my experience. And I know there are obviously plenty of challenges with bike car traffic yet to be dealt with at the legislature and other places. 
but all, what you guys are saying feels right. And, you know, maybe part of it is here in Iowa with all the agricultural traffic and tractors, we're used to sort of slowing down for, for them and now bikes. But also I think, uh, you know, to Dieter's point, yeah, part of it is they've these communities also have seen the promise of the bike tourism and the trail tourism. Like I, I live along the High Trestle Trail, and there are numerous uh, you know bars, restaurants, other places that wouldn't exist if not for the biking traffic. And so, in a small community, which it's hard to be a small community, rural community these days, and so when they can kind of sustain some of their infrastructure through bicycling, they there's been enough years now that to prove that this works and that they they should embrace it. And so. I think it makes it easier to slow down on the road and treat the bikers nice that way too. You know, Forrest over at Bike World would always say, you know, when I started, Ragbury was driving my business. And he says, now it's trails. And, but I think it's more symbiotic than that. I think bicycling and, and Ragbury, I think uh, they're attached at the hip. They're a parasite yeah. to each other. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, you can't have one without the other. And, yeah. and that's important. So. Yeah. Well, and Ragbury is also unique, I think, in the cycling world because it's, less about watts and colors of jerseys and carbon fiber and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and more about, I think you've always said it best. It's not about the going, but it's about the stopping. It is. And yeah. when I heard that, I'm, the first time I went on a ride that shall not be named, it changed how I viewed Rag Bry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much more sense. And um, I just think that's really what sets it apart. And it contributes to that culture and the acceptance and everything else. But um, you know, and hopefully that's what this podcast and all the shows that you'll be hearing will be talking about and what you can expect from all of us is that we'll be talking more about that side, the fun side, the story surrounding it, rather than, um, you know, diving into the latest and greatest DI2 shifting and bike tech and that sort of thing. Cool. Yeah, you can ask me about that on Parrot Talk, but I won't know. <laughs> I don't have to Google it. <laughs> That's part of my like retirement goal is to maybe you know become a bike mechanic in retirement, just to, to kind of get into more of the gearhead stuff. Mm-hmm, that'd be the life. You can fix my bike. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Okay. <laughs> but no, they used to say years ago about uh, Austin, Texas, uh, you know, and music in a, in a tech city. And when the tech started taking over, there was this whole thing about keep uh keep austin weird i've, I've often thought about you know we, there's a little bit of a spirit let's keep ragbri weird too like the character and the stopping of the ride uh, and uh I, I, I love it when i see like batman out there or whatever it is on the road i uh i want to encourage more of those characters to keep coming out and i guess that means i should put my money where my mouth is and dress up like i don't know what the hell i would dress up. <laughs> see some interesting interesting stories and interesting photos on instagram and facebook yeah. recently yeah. yeah we'll see you at the just go bike podcast meetup then no oh, yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Spider-Man. yeah looking for listener suggestions for which costume I please be tasteful please a lack, a lack of clothing in seems to be popular for whatever reason yeah the next pair of truck question is going to be, do I need to wear chamois at all? Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Stay tuned. <laughs> if you ride rag rides down Gagne, I think oh. you'd be onto something. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I could just have like a, maybe a vintage, uh, you know, audio gear and Detroit Tigers uh, hat, a John Prine t-shirt. And yeah. Yeah. I could, I could, I could make that work. <laughs> One of those little buttons where it just says, I'm Don Gagne. I'm Don Gagne. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any other stories that we need to tell before we uh, close out? Did we get ev- to everything that was on our list? 
Okay. I think so. Well, we have reached another uh, reached the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. Look, I'm already out of practice. It's only it's only been a couple months. I, we were joking when we started this that I couldn't read the opening without like stopping and pausing. Uh, that was hard enough, but now I can get through it. So once again, you've, we've reached the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. Almost take three. Yeah, take three. Let's try it again. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and we want you to stay tuned because there's going to be many episodes and there's going to be a variety of episodes that you're going to be able to listen to. And as we go through this nice bicycle journey across the state of Iowa. So stay tuned, everyone. And I'd like to encourage you to get a hold of us at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Or you can email us at JustGoBikePodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.